0: Welcome to another episode of Train to Win, a podcast produced by the Houston chapter of the Association for Talent Development, inspiring talent development professionals to achieve their full potential. I'm your host, Bruce Abbott. So May 2nd is the date you want on your calendar. That is 2019 Tech Conference here in Houston, Texas, ATD Houston's big conference of the year, workshops and some awesome networking. And of course, great speakers, and it wouldn't be a conference without a great keynote speaker. And this year, we have Jane Bozarth, and Jane has spent more than two decades in learning and development from classroom trainer to online learning designer to e-learning coordinator for North Carolina, USA state government. Uh, She's the author of many books, including Social Media for Trainers, Better Than Bullet Points, and From Analysis to Evaluation. Her abiding interest is in social and collaborative learning. The focus of her doctoral dissertation was tacit knowledge, sharing in a community of practice. And uh, this interest inspired her latest book, Show Your Work, The Payoffs and How-Tos of Working Out Loud. And Dr. Bozarth currently serves as director of research for the e-learning guild and is a lover of the awesome road construction <laughs> by her house. Road
1: construction. I'm also a lover of corgis and ukuleles. That's probably the better the better love.
0: I have seen some of the mentions of your fondness for ukuleles on some of the Learn Chat episodes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And I actually bought my daughter, she she has this uh, she has been playing this little toy ukulele that mm-hmm. somebody brought me back from like Hawaii or something mm-hmm. and she's been playing it and she's like, "Dad," cuz I play guitar and she's like, "Dad, I want a real ukulele. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, really? You do? Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. So I bought her a real ukulele for Christmas. So I can have her jam with you sometime.
1: That would be great. How old is she?
0: She is seven. So she's she's a a prodigy in in progress. That's
1: that's old enough. You know, it's only four strings. You play six. You know that this has got to be, it's easier everywhere down from easier. So I'm happy to help her though. I mean, there's, I can direct you to some resources, but um, you know, motivation is the, the first problem. And if she's got there that, you go. there you go. There you go.
0: Yeah. Most of the time I pick it up off the floor and put it back in the case there. So, you know, so we gave a little bit of your bio earlier. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, you know, just to kind of um, fill in the gaps there.
1: Well I you know I moved through my career sort of as the field was evolving I seemed to, to be about where it was headed so I was in the classroom and then when I was working on my master's degree I experienced online learning It was terrible then but um, but I you know I saw that it could solve a lot of problems I was having in my own workplace and in getting the, the training we needed out to all our employees in a timely way in a way that wasn't too inconvenient for them North Carolina has a hundred counties And at the time, we were having to have people drive from, you know, 200 miles away and spend the night in hotels just to come to onboarding, people reviewing policies and stuff. I saw a lot of solutions there. And then I, um, you know, I never had a budget. I, I didn't have other problems. I had management that was generally very supportive. And I didn't have to deal with lots of bureaucracy. Surprising, I think people always expect that somebody working in government has a lot of obstacles to overcome but uh, my my problem was i never had any money so i got very interested in doing things cheaply and then all these social tools showed up and people loved them and they were free and i was interested in social collaborative learning so i you know it, it evolved across time that way so that i was doing a little bit less instructional design and a little bit more with building communities and building ideas for sharing knowledge across organizations. We had, as you can imagine in government, lots of silos, lots of um, warehoused information, lots of um, organizational knowledge that was lost whenever the governor changed, which was every eight or sometimes four years, we would have this huge turn uh, as is normal in, in government. And so, uh, you know, my focus was how, how can we do a better job of keeping up with what we already know? How can we do a better job of not having to replicate everything all the time. And to, to paraphrase Charles Jennings, paraphrase, paraphrase Charles Jennings, um, you know, to try to look at ways everybody doesn't have to learn everything the hard way all the time.
0: Now, you're keynote speaker for our conference, and you are talking about show your work, the payoffs and how-tos of working out loud. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that and what we can expect.
1: You know, I think we've all had the experience, for example, of following a written recipe to, to the letter and having it not turn out. And that's an example of where explicit knowledge may not necessarily be the thing we need. It's not so much what we do, but how we get things done. It's sort of a classic uh, conversation about this here in the South is your grandma's biscuits. She's never written it down. And unless you sit with her and watch her or unless you make a video and get a demonstration, what she writes down is probably never gonna really be quite how she (laughs) makes the biscuits. There was a great example a few years back in the New York Times, They did an article on how to cook rice there were 288 comments on this article and it, it included things like, well, you have to watch it, but don't let it get too wet. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that is explicit. No, you know, we write these things down. We're, we're, we're just not very good at capturing exactly how we execute it. So my, my interest is in figuring that out a little better. I, I was working one time with a fellow who was a wizard, which is important in government. I had a guy who was a wizard at getting... Stuff paid for, you know. He could get a purchase order through. He could get a check cut on a day they didn't do that. He could get us a discount nobody else knew about. He was great, Grant. And when Grant left for a promotion, no surprise, um, he had written down how you do what the paperwork is and when it needs to get to somebody. But he never really wrote down. And you need to remember to take Susan to lunch once in a while. And you need to make a comment about uh, Brenda's twins whenever you stop by her. You know, there was a lot of relationships. Built into the, the reason he was able to do what he did and we don't you know he didn't do a very good job of writing that down and to be honest with you the person who uh, came in after him was not the sort who was probably ever going to do that kind of thing and they were never honestly as effective as a grant was so figuring out how people are able to execute their work uh, when we're talking about knowledge workers so much of that is exception management you know, what, exception handling. What do we do the day that half the shift is sick? What do we do the day that the part isn't here? What do we do um, when when the software just doesn't run like we need it to and we've got to have something turned in in an hour? So, you know, a lot of what we do is is executing things, but we also get paid to know what to do when those things don't go exactly according to plan. So showing your work away, we talk through ways, better ways or more effective ways of capturing some of that so that it's perhaps more useful for someone else. Also, to make it more useful for yourself. There are some things I need to do in Excel once a year, and I have to teach myself again every time. So I finally learned to make notes and, say, and save them so that I can get to those again later. And you know, just quickly sharing that to someone else can be effective too.
0: Instead of the tell me what to do,
1: it's yeah.
0: show me how you do that. So, and it's a wonderful keynote. In fact, uh, we're looking forward to it full of examples. Right. Helping you understand what to share and where and when and how we as workplace L&D practitioners can support better knowledge sharing across our organizations Mm -hmm. and our discipline.
1: Great, yeah.
0: I've talked to a few folks and they're trying to decide, well, I don't know, should I go to the tech conference? Should I not go to the tech conference? I don't know, I'm thinking about it. So Jane, what would you say to get those people (laughs) off the fence to come to the 2019 uh, tech conference well, here in Houston?
1: I, I have a couple of things. I know it's the tech conference, but let me say this doesn't necessarily always mean there's a tech solution. It, it may be a different way of sharing stuff in a staff meeting. It may be a different way of just thinking how you talk through something. It, it may be making a video. It may be uh, posting something on, on a social channel, but it may not be those things. So talking about what, what makes sense for who you're sharing what kind of thing you're sharing and to who and how how you hope it will be used in the future. But I will say for people who are on the fence, I think that everyone who's ever worked in an organization has had the experience of finishing a project and then finding out someone else had already done it. Or you have really struggled to learn a new tool or to learn a new approach or to learn about a new idea or to figure out how to do something. And once you got through it, you found out there was someone else in another building or another department who has a degree in that thing or used to present on that thing or knows a lot about that thing. I can help solve some of those frustrations. I have ideas that are practical and useful. I'm known for my practicality and not these pie in the sky stuff we're never going to be able to do and technology we're never going to have. I can can help solve some of those problems and some of those frustrations.
0: There you go. Solutions right there from Jane Bozarth. May 2nd, 2019, Transform Learning, the 2019 Tech Conference here in Houston, Texas. You can register at tdhouston.org. Thank you, Jane, for joining us today.
1: Thanks so much. I'll see you in May.
0: Another episode of Train to Win is in the books, as they say. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit our website, tdhouston.org. Subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via RSS so you never miss a show. and while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out too. Train to Win is a production of ATD Houston. This is Bruce Abbott. Join us next time for another great episode of Train to Win.